J Reels here, just passing by to send a brief reminder to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, the J Reels Podcast, on wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's on Apple, Google, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Luminary, Castbox, all of the major platforms that are out there. Whichever one that you listen to, once again, just throw me a few stars, write a review. I would greatly appreciate it just to increase the visibility of this podcast with all the others that are out there, especially this one, which covers all sports in roughly one hour. Where else are you going to get that? So if you can go ahead and please do that, I would sincerely and gratefully appreciate it. And with that said, let's get it. The J Reels Podcast begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's get this sports podcast party started, all right? The J Reels Podcast. Why don't you wait until July 1st to make an announcement? What a disgrace. He can rack up all these numbers in October, November, and December, but what really counts is let me see this in January. The Sports Rebel Without a Pause, delivering fast-paced, jam-packed sports talk like no other. Listen, I gotta call it as I see it, he is not a good player. I'm sick and tired of having to deal with the disappointment of this franchise. When does it stop? And yes, another winter that I can sleep in peace. Coming correct, direct, and in full effect. Let's get it. This is the J. Rills Podcast. Welcome aboard. What is happening, my good people? Greetings. How are you? How's it going? How's everybody doing out there? What is the latest and greatest? Hope everybody's doing well, feeling fantastic and excellent spirits. And with the extra podcast that I'm ready to deliver to you, it comes with a very special guest. As I have senior social producer Erica Fernandez of the Sporting News. Remember that publication, people? You got to go way back to your newsstands or maybe you even ordered it through the mail where you were able to open up that sports Bible on a week-in, week-out basis. Well, we're going to talk to Erica about the competition, whether it's Sports Illustrated back in the day or all of the online websites that you see when it comes to the Bleacher Reports and all the other proliferation of websites that has to deal with sports. What is it like for them to compete with everything that goes on in the digital world? So we'll touch on that. Also, her experience throughout her journalism career, whether it comes to her and her contemporaries being not only just a woman, but also Latina, and having to be in the room or the press box with a lot of her contemporaries. What's that like? We talk about her fandom for certain teams. We get into a few other things. And even though this was about 35 minutes, it has a lot of punch, great personality that Erica is. And one other note, this was a conversation we recorded a couple of weeks ago. So there may be a couple of news items that have perished that have certainly come and gone. So as we encapsulate not only her journey, but also what's going on in the industry when it comes to content and keeping up with the Joneses, we'll go full bore on that as well as a few other things. So glad that you stopped by. I am proud and happy to announce this guest being a part of the program and hopefully we'll get her down the road at some point for a little bit of a longer period. But I do appreciate her taking that half hour plus to share her experiences with me, so therefore I can share them with you, my good people. So without further ado, Erica Fernandez, the Sporting News Senior Social Producer, and you'll catch me on the other side of this conversation. Erica, one more time, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to enlighten not only myself but of course uh, the listeners out there on your journey and uh, let's start there as far as uh, journalism 
Mm-hmm. How did it come about? How far back does it go leading up to mm-hmm. where you are today? If you could just give us a little background on uh, your whole journey when it comes to what you do. Oh, man, for sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. And I feel like it's always a good thing to get together and kind of tell others like how your journey started, especially in this field that um, doesn't really sometimes offer a lot of help when you kind of have to figure it out on your own, which, yes. which sucks, if we're honest. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. So um, I got my start, which is kind of crazy. And I feel like I sound old, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, <sighs> I got my start back in in October of 2013, and it's almost 10 years in the in the fall. Um, it's been it's been a whirlwind, but um, I feel like I was bouncing around from opportunities, and I'm like, you know, I really want to pursue um sports broadcasting, and um, I'm like, all right, let me figure out if maybe just writing is the way to get into it, and um, lo and behold, it was, and at the time, um, Twitter was taking off obviously not what it is these days because you know the unspeakable man that we don't even want to give him any airtime but twitter to me was such a great tool this is where i was live tweeting games interacting with people and slowly growing my audience and then um i ended up writing for a few publications independently as well and um i'm gonna fast forward through a few years like 2018 a friend of mine recommended this opportunity for me with um the zone and that was my first opportunity like paid in sports and that's what kind of opened my horizons to oh there's other opportunities in sports um and it took me to this opportunity working with um sporting news now as a senior social producer so i'm no i'm not doing writing as much as i used to but i'm more doing like social posts it's like i'm still writing in a sense i'm making copy i still get a chance to interview athletes and stuff and um i usually ask for opportunities like oh can I go to this can I go to that and they're like yeah sure you know like I almost asked them if I can go to Coney Island for the hot dog contest and then I said you know what actually I'm gonna take a step back because um pretty gross <laughs> I would yes. I want to be gross because right. I feel like you have to have a strong stomach and even when I've seen the clips on TV I'm like you know what I'm good I'm not gonna watch that right but yeah um it's been it's been pretty fun um sporting news has been awesome they've been treating me well um, I really can't complain these days, which I'm grateful for. No, that's terrific. And just to think, you mentioned that you started this journey just tweeting games live, of course, yeah. building your mm-hmm. audience that way. So it wasn't even a thing that, let's say, you went the conventional route. And this was just me going off the cuff here, not knowing if you mm-hmm. graduated college and, let's say, had a degree in communications or journalism, et cetera. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. All right. So did you, I'm assuming that you did go that route before. I did. Got, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, good to know. Uh, obviously yeah. I didn't want to be misconstrued here. So then now here oh, you are yeah. tweeting away. And then next thing you know, that led to your opportunity at the zone. And as people may yeah. or may not know the zone, of course, the network where you see a lot of boxing events, I believe some MMA stuff as well. Yeah. And... I believe they still have a partnership with Bellator if I'm not mistaken, but right. I'm not sure. Yeah. And then to think to sporting news, and we know sporting news is, is an institution here in this country. And yeah. I could only imagine what that must have been like, considering here you were out of college, tweeting the zone, and then now the sporting news. How did that opportunity come about? Was it pure luck? Did you actually have a connection where you were able to get in, or did you really have to roll up your sleeves and try to fight with so many other people? Not literally fight, but you know, try to get sure. involved to the point where. <laughs> You had to go through the process in order for you to get into the sporting news. 
Oh, for sure, man. It's it's crazy because like if you think about it, I got the job January of last year and my career at that point had been, what, eight years old and change. And then with the pandemic, um, it, I feel like a lot of people just don't know this, but yes, you have to pay your dues to a certain extent. And while I hate that sentence, like working for free sucks or working, you know, working a, a crap nine to five, which you obviously hate. And then you go to a game afterwards. That's kind of what I was doing. I was doing a lot of temp work. So I was really um, blessed. I was still living at home with my parents. Um, I hadn't moved out yet with my now husband. So I kind of was just bouncing around from place to place. But I'm like, all right, let me just make sure that at least I'm going to games. So I was still getting credential for events, um, still getting interviews. And I remember like at one point, like I snuck into someone's office to take an interview. So it's like oh. at this point, like, you know, you figure it out where there's a will, there's a way. And um, yes. I would bring the iPad, record it. And I remember I um I interviewed Simone Biles in like the some file room because I'm like, really? I need quiet and there's not going to be an echo. Okay, cool. And I locked the door from the inside and I pretended that I got stuck in the room for like 20 minutes. Oh. So, <laughs> Simone Biles too, of all I people. Was like, wow. I'm not, yeah, I'm like, I'm not passing up this opportunity. Hell no. So I figured it out. But um, yeah, I feel like it is, it is great when a lot of people don't have to work as hard and I know that sounds mean to say but I feel like I look back on it and sometimes like um I have a I have a podcast as well but I haven't really dedicated too much time to it and I was actually talking about this with my husband I'm like I wonder if I'm just like like I did so much in my 20s like I'm, I'm you know did I just reach the point where I'm like okay you know you did enough let's figure out you know how else to you know keep your baby alive or keep your own voice um, aside from like whatever I'm doing for like the big name companies. Right. No, and uh -huh. that's important too, because that's exactly what it is that me doing this podcast now over five years, but because yeah. it's in the blood, uh -huh. it's in the DNA, as I like to say, it's one of those things where it's like, nothing's going to stop me. I've been a sports fan my whole life. I know a lot of the listeners know that. So I'm pretty much belaboring that point. But on top of that, just knowing that your journey has gotten to a point where, and I'm going to get to that podcast later on that you, I'm sure we'll uh -huh. get back on the beam with, but considering now that you're at sporting news and feeling as if maybe you have, I don't want to say peaked, that may be a bit uh -huh. premature, but considering this digital age that we live in now with so many independent blogs and yeah, so many different fun. networks and obviously the uh -huh. athletic issues, bleacher report, et cetera, uh -huh. does the sporting news in your estimation still hold its own or do you feel like it's still a challenge to compete with those guys considering they're more the newer kids on the block where sporting news i get for people over 50 they may still read it or still follow but mm -hmm. for the younger generation is that still a challenge or are they pretty much up there with those aforementioned websites and entities you know it's a 50 50 i think like our like some of our writers are obviously on the older side but then right. some of us, you know, we're still, we still want to make sure that we bring in young, newer voices, like the people that are watching stuff on TikTok and, you know, they, they just downloaded threads yesterday and it's like, yes. oh, look, you know, Kevin Durant said that he has a burner account on threads, you know, go and find them. So stuff like that, like it's, it's kind of cool to see the fact that we're, you know, we're still trying to keep up and I hate the word, but hip <laughs> yeah, and we'll still stay with the times. But yeah, like I know that it's, um it's a work in progress, but people don't like change. I remember... Um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was I was literally leaving the NBA draft and a guy saw my book bag and the, my job's book bag has like the logo on it. He's like, oh, sporting news. He's like, and then he just stopped me to have like a 15 minute conversation about how upset he was that we don't have the magazine or the paper anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I get it because I remember seeing the magazine 
on stand. So I'm like, oh, you know, like I get the nostalgic feeling and but it's just like I told them, like, unfortunately, print is dying and it's not it's just not leaving money. And if anything, what I do think that'd be great is like if they did like commemorative issues and oh, do yeah. like maybe a hundred a year and then see how it goes. But to have like thousands of copies made, I don't I wouldn't think that's the right idea. Well, Sports Illustrated, as we know, and of course, that's your competition. Mm -hmm. It's now monthly. And we all know Sports Illustrated was the Bible. Yeah, even as a weekly, kid. yeah. Yes. And now it's, it, and not only is it monthly. I didn't even know it was monthly. Now, wow. When did it become monthly? Uh, I would think in the last few years. And really? not wow. only that, I remember Sports Illustrated as a boy. Now I'm much older than you, unfortunately, but <laughs> where it used to be like 150 pages. Now you could slide it under the door without fail. <laughs> It was thicker. Wow, I would have never yeah, thought. It was. It really was. Wow. And it, okay. yeah, it's one of those things where mm -hmm. because that person that you bumped into and he said, Hey, I want to have the magazine come back, but this is the world we live in. It's not like yeah. you could go buy a cassette tape or a CD and look at the liner notes and check the lyrics on a song or to even go buy a book at a bookstore to feel the pages. Everything is now on your phone, tablet, etc. So I get it for someone who's part of that generation that misses that, but we understand yeah. this is what we live in. And that's why I brought that up with the sporting news, because to me, it resonates because I remember sporting news as a boy, but I'm sure to the 20 year old, it's like, what the hell is the sporting news? Or yeah, what's like, a magazine? Because everything is online. Everything is. Oh like man, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Without everything question. is online. It's true. But when he stopped me, I was like, oh, wow. I'm like, oh damn. Like I, I get it. I, I hear you. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I tell you, yes, no, and of course, uh, like I mentioned, the world we live in. Um, now, mm -hmm. how about women writers or women that are your peers? Yeah, and especially Latinas, even on top of that, which is Absolutely, one thing yeah. that I love because I'm from here, from America. I'm a New Yorkerian, so I can only imagine mm -hmm. what it must be like to not only compete or be in a world where obviously it's still dominated by men, although there are quite a few women out there, mm -hmm. but even more so, a Latina. Is it tough to fit in? Do you stand out amongst your peers, man or woman? Is it pretty much across the board the same? I'm curious to find out what your experience has been like. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. It is tough to um, to try to make friends in the field. And I know that sounds maybe maybe like I'm complaining about it. But, um, you know, you try to figure it out. Like, I think my first interaction with one of my first Latinas was um, Marley Rivera. And oh, yeah. I really I respect her career. She's amazing. Um, if anything, she's inspirational. The fact that, you know, she gets in and it's unfortunate the situation that happened earlier this year and not much has been said about it. And, you know, obviously that's okay. Maybe she, you know, there's needs for, there's some need for privacy there, but um, I didn't have, there, there's not too many Latinos in it. And um, I know I've made a couple of like male Latin friends in it actually, but, you know, kind of like you said, you do stick out. Um, you're not, not like a sore thumb per se, but, um, you know, they do notice, like, I, I have usually have my hair out. You know, usually you see women that have straight hair. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, I'm not going to ruin my curls. I already went through that. Right. I'm going to make sure that hair is out and that they see it. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe, you know, you are Latina. Okay, cool. You know, where are you from based on your hair and your looks and stuff? So um, you end up making friends. Like, most of my most of my journalism friends are actually um, Black, and that's, amazing because it's like you really see that you really do stick together um and i appreciate that and um it's been it's been a journey i have to say and it's now that you mention it, i'm like damn like do i really know any 
Latina journalists, but I've met them more recently just because of social media. But in person, it's been so tough. Not only that, but I can only also imagine just being in the room with yes. your peers. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but here it is, you're talking sports. And I'm yeah. sure you probably get a lot of side eye, like, all right, who's this girl coming in here thinking that, you know, but, and mm -hmm. that sucks because how I look at it is, is that if you're in the room, you belong. So exactly. I don't care yeah. if it's a thing where you're 18, 88, it doesn't matter. But what has that been like for you, knowing that have other writers tried to measure you up? Have other writers been warm or welcome to say, hey, or mm -hmm. what has that experience been like when you're on the beat or at an event trying to cover a game event etc mm -hmm. i have to say i've had um it's been sometimes mixed sometimes like they um like the rudest comment i ever got was from one from one writer who was a teacher actually and he literally told me he's like oh just try not to be a groupie in the locker room and i'm like Whoa. what the hell like i was really confused by it because it was my first game ever so i'm like what wow i didn't even catch it that he said that i'm like all right, I, I guess I won't be a groupie, even though I'm not a fan of this team. But all right, thanks uh -huh. for thanks for your advice, but no thanks. Um, I'm trying to think um, what other moment, but that was like the one that definitely stands out. But in other instances, like I've definitely had people like oh, help me out, like oh let me get let me let me see the stat sheet real quick. Yeah, sure. Here, if anything, keep it. I don't need it. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Right. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was definitely a weird moment. That was and and. It kind of added like bad negative connotation because I was like that was my first game ever, so mm. it was random. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to sports in general, was sports something that was in your household? Grew up watching, got involved, or was it something that maybe later on, as you were in college, or maybe even before that, that you decided mm -hmm. to gravitate towards sports? Because it's interesting how certain careers may go. There be, may be people that want to get into politics or discuss politics or discuss Very true. I agree. film, et cetera. So now I'm curious to find out, was sports part of your DNA or was it something that just came along later in life? No, it actually did start in the household. Um, good question. Um, like my dad is a big baseball fan. My older brother, he would watch us growing up. Um, so he had no choice but to be a babysitter. <laughs> not my back Chris, if you're listening right. um but yeah but like he would he would have us sitting around like sports and then i started watching nfl on my own actually that's one thing oh, he wasn't sure. it wasn't big on football household um boxing for sure boxing household mm. um occasional tennis just because like we live near the u.s open growing up so my parents oh, were yeah. sometimes into it yeah um but yeah oh, my mom is, loves 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 the olympics so i would always make sure to watch the olympics just because of her Oh, so I can only imagine getting that opportunity to interview Simone Biles. I'm sure sharing that with her must have been even more yeah. of a thrill for her than it was for you. <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, wow. She's like, how was she and everything else? So it's, it was actually a lot of fun. Oh, no, terrific. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, as far as your teams, because, of course, being from New York, uh, just yes. like myself, I'm curious to know who you root for. And I know it's got to be tough that if, let's say, if you're at a Yankee game and you're a Yankee fan, of course, you got to keep it contained. Yeah, that's just throwing that out there. I don't know if you're a Yankee fan or not, but please. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are not. <laughs> you hear me? I'm like, no. Oh, so no, who not. are you a fan of? I'm an I'm unfortunately a Mets fan for sure. Ah, um, so we're two peas yeah. in a pod in that regard because I am yeah. a Dynamo Mets fan and I just babble about them. It seems like twice a week, every week throughout the baseball season here on my podcast. So, all right, no, I, I have to take a break from them in June because I was like, you know, mental health. I can't. I can't do this to myself anymore. Like it's. There's they're the one team that's um definitely a weakness and yes. I love them to death, but this team has just been 
Oh, they've just been pissing me off. <laughs> yes, and I'm a masochist because I don't they know. Won I guess night, it, so yeah, they won last night, so that's a did, plus. And they won five in a row. And I talked about yep. this yesterday, how even if they at least win two out of three this weekend, that even if they go into the All-Star break seven of eight, I'm not mm -hmm. expecting them to reel off 12, 15 wins in a row. But the thing is, is that they could win series, which is good. But because now they're in mid-July and there's still five games under 500, they mm -hmm. have to go in like a 20 and five clip or go through a stretch to where let's say they play 35 games and they got to go yeah. like 28 and seven for them to get back in the wild card mix, because I don't think that's going to be the case. But as I mentioned on my podcast yesterday, it's mm -hmm. one of those things where it's that Godfather moment where it's like, just when they reel me back in, that's where they're probably going to punch me right in the gut. And all else is going to fail between now and at some point the end of the year. So mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to sure. make it, but they're reeling me in based on this little winning streak that they've had. No, and I completely get it. It's, oh, it's such a pain in the neck to watch this team. Like, it's just, it's nothing but frustration of anything. Uh, that just leaves me with it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we love our team for sure. No, yeah. without question. Yes, and uh, I'm with you. I'm uh, an anti-Yankee and always have been pretty much uh, since birth. Nice. Since birth. Yeah, I, could, <laughs> I could attribute that to my great-grandfather, so. That's what I was just going to ask you. I'm like, how are you? Who made you a Mets fan? Uh, well, my great grandfather, only because he was a New York Giant fan. Ah, of course, the baseball okay. team. And then mm -hmm. when they moved to San Francisco, obviously Brooklyn had left. And there was no way that he was going to root for the Dodgers because they both left the same year. So he wasn't going to root mm -hmm. for the Yankees. So then, when, of course, the Mets came in 62. I was born in 69. So I guess there's just symmetry or synergy when it comes to me being a Met fan, born 1969, of course, the won the World Series that yep. year. Mm -hmm. And then one of my early remembrances as a boy, four years old, NLCS 1973, when the Mets played the Reds and then it went on to play in the World Series against the A's. That was my mm -hmm. first recollection of baseball, even before that, because of their announcers at the time. But mm -hmm. yeah, and I've been a Met fan ever since and a lot of suffering, uh -huh. a lot of pain, a lot of scars. And uh, yeah. yes, uh, I'm sure you can relate. Well, I'm happy at least you saw them win. Yes, I did see them win. I was uh, 17 years old. But uh, yes, that was many, many, many moons ago. So I am uh, thirsting for another yeah. championship. But I don't know if that's going to come anytime soon. All no, right, let for me get... sure. Yeah, no, I get absolutely. It. No, absolutely. A uh, couple other things with sports. Uh, I know you mentioned mm -hmm. football was something that you followed NFL on your own. Yeah. So who's your team? Um, I'm definitely a big Giants fan. Oh, OK, so G-Men. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I am not a fan of the local football teams. Uh, okay. growing, growing up in the 70s, you either rooted for the Steelers or the Cowboys. So I chose the Steelers and they've been good choice. Percent, so. Good uh, choice. Good choice. Yes. All right. No, just curious to find out who your other team was. I know since you brought up NFL and of course, training camps open in a few weeks, which I'm not even ready for because mm -hmm. summer just started. And when football comes, that means the days get shorter and then Although we still have September into October, so the weather's still nice. But when I think football, I think cold weather, and I'm not even remotely close to even thinking about that. So, but that's mm -hmm. just me. Um, let's get into your podcast because I know you had yeah. started your podcast a while ago, and then uh, not to pull you out in the carpet, but of course, you know, family duties <laughs> came, okay. so I know there was a pause there. Uh, when mm -hmm. can we possibly see your podcast, considering that? You have a family, and I know it's mm -hmm. still, I'm sure, on the forefront of your brain. When oh, can we possibly, when can that possibly uh, be revisited? You know, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I feel like it's been on my to-do list for months. I had a, I even had a thought, like, should I even bother continuing it? 
But then I'm like, all right, let me not look at it as a chore. Because the second you look at it, especially with something creative, as, some, as soon as you look at it as a chore, like, Yes. oh, man, I don't, I don't want to do this. You know, I have to remind myself, I get to do this. I get to be able to have fun with this, um, have some fun with the topics, of course. Um, but I was actually thinking maybe the fall and actually sit there and not, not be so crazy disciplined, but maybe do it like, Come, try to commit to at least two episodes in the month and then increase it slowly to three as right. opposed to being because you know we're all hard on ourselves we could be our own mm -hmm. worst critic at the times Absolutely. and um i figured that's what i was telling myself the other day i'm like all right let's um let's take this off your to-do list and let's focus on starting it back maybe at the same time that um that football starts maybe that would be good okay no that, yeah. that'd be perfect because that's a way to Get yourself ready for the NFL season. Talk about that. Who knows where the Mets will be at that time? Although I don't think they'll be in the thick of things, but yeah, there'll be a lot going on at that time because right now we're going through somewhat of a sports dead zone. I would love for them to do something, but oh, this team just, it doesn't know how to piss me off. Yes. No, it does. It really tests your patience, your nerves, everything, as uh, mm -hmm. we certainly well know. Uh, all right. A few other things before I let you go. Mm -hmm. As far as your favorite athlete is there a person that you would want to if you had an opportunity to sit across from and had unlimited amount of time who would that person be you said an athlete yes oh that's a good question um damn um hmm i I'm, I'm actually stumbled. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say if I could do two, maybe um, uh, probably because it recently says I'm a mom now. Uh -huh. I would say Venus. Um, not Venus. Sorry, Serena. No offense to Venus, of course, but Serena. <laughs> yes, yeah, not um, a good one. Yeah, I would do Serena Williams, and then I'm trying to think who else I would have, but I think like she's the first name that just pops up in my head. Just because of like, you know, there's so much more stuff relatable that we could actually chat about. Right. And, um, you know, we're kind of in the same field, so to speak, except she's an athlete. I'm not. Yes. Oh, of course. No, um, absolutely. Yeah. That's the only person I would think of right now. Yeah. Or okay. actually one more person, um, maybe Pedro Martinez. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I feel like there's so much there that I would love to know, especially like his tenure with the Mets. Yes. Um, things were kind of weird there, too. So. Yes, they were. He 2005 was great, but then he got hurt. And then in 06, yeah. when they made their run into the postseason, he was hurt, didn't pitch then. 07, yeah, it was just uh, a yeah, good first a few months. Yeah. Yes. No, agreed. Mm -hmm. Now, what about outside of sports? Uh, and it could be in sports, whether it's, let's say, a peer in the business. Okay. Uh, that's why I specified it as athlete as first, but even outside of sports, it could be anybody, it could be an actor, politician, okay. another member of the media. If you had that sit down, who would that be with? Um, let me see if I had that sit down. Um, I'm actually, I'm stuck. Damn, I can't answer oh. that question. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we could come back to that in another podcast somewhere down the road. So uh, absolutely, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll put, that, we'll put that one on ice. That's a good right. question, yeah. Yes. What about the future for you, say, in the next three to five years? Do you see yourself still at the sporting news? I mean, I don't want to tip your hand because who knows if right. anybody <laughs> catches wind of this. But I know that podcasting may be a thing, and who knows where that could lead to. And I would say go for it. So please Thank don't don't that. ever doubt or think that, oh, do I really want to do this? But it has there 
been a little bit of a crystal ball when you look at it to see where you may be over the course mm-hmm. of the next half decade? I would say the next half decade. Um, I'm thinking like I I would I love working at the sporting news and um I ultimately you want to go up so I would see myself like maybe like I don't know director of social media um even mm-hmm. can still continuing being able to do stuff with um with athletes that'd be amazing I love I really do enjoy working with athletes and um I never thought I did just because like back then you didn't really know if you had access the way I've, I've thankfully have granted have been granted access to them so maybe maybe still working within sports but like on another side like not maybe working on more personality things like right your own personal endeavors like what are they working on um their own little projects because it's not just sports all the time like do they kind of like Damian Lillard like is he watching other stuff yeah he's a big boxing fan so right you know can, can we chat about stuff in the past that he's done or whatever it is um but yeah I'm kind of seeing that but um I'm really grateful for the opportunity here just because it's it's actually been it's benefited me a lot no that's terrific mm-hmm. now what about when you take a look at the other women that you want to, or that you say other women that are trying to break into the business, whether mm-hmm. it's a thing or two that as they're trying to carve a path in journalism or communications, what would you say to them? Um, I would say, you know what, it's okay to have a plan B and C because that's the same way I felt. Um, it, it sucks, but sometimes like, Yes, things don't work out. And yes, you shouldn't give up on your dreams. And as cliche as that sounds, um, definitely don't give up on the dreams. Um, Just try to figure your way out. And I feel like this newer generation, they're doing things that I never would have done. Like um, I've gotten a couple of people sliding into my DMs asking me, and I never would have thought about sliding into anyone's DMs, if I'm a thousand percent honest. No, listen, that's what I did not to cut you off. So, I mean, there was no other way I could try to... (laughs) <laughs> even though it was asked you, to, of course, to be a guest on my podcast, but right, no, how no, else would we get sure. to contact you? No, it's true. But um, it's like, it, they, you know, they were asking me for like career advice. And I said, oh, that's, oh. this is interesting. Right. Um, I never would have thought, but this is why LinkedIn exists. This is why like DMs are open to certain people. Um, and I admire that because it's something I would have never done. Um, and in fact, like sometimes, you know, you think about it like, oh, reach out to a managing, um, I'm sorry, a hiring manager. Um, send them a DM, follow them, following up. And it's like, all right, you saw my stuff. I'm not going to bother with this. But right. that's something that's inspirational from Gen Zers, I have to say, because it's something I, I would never do. Uh, um, no, I, I hear you. Yeah. And, um, I would say the other part is um, don't neglect social media. Make sure to still try to be on it as much as you can. Um, but being smart, of course. Um, be careful what you post because things do not disappear. Oh, yeah. Shots right. exist. um no matter what um i'm trying to think what would be something else but um yeah just listen to your inner voice and um, oh don't be don't be shy to ask for help because that was my my stupid mistake Mm. oh really and uh what was that lesson for you at that time oh man i I tried to act like i belong because um i didn't want people to think like i was so new so it's like for example like even going to msg for my first game um they're like oh yeah just take the elevator up to five and i'm like but where is the court from there and i'm like all right i'm not gonna ask for help let me let me act like i know where i belong right and i was going around in circles aimlessly i'm like oh my god i don't want to ask for help let me let me figure this out and then i heard like the announcers i'm like okay cool it's in this direction but once you're backstage you could easily get lost 
and you oh, have yeah. access to being back there just because your credential says you're allowed to be back there. So it's not like anyone's going to tell you, hey, where are you going? So, um, yeah, definitely don't be shy and ask for help. Good advice. Like okay. oh, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. And one last thing, if I may, if there's a dream event that you would love to cover, any sport, <laughs> anywhere, which one would it be? Oh, my God, easily the World Series. Oh, is that right? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. And hopefully the Mets would be there because that would really be the ultimate dream. But then again, it could also be the ultimate nightmare if they lose. So, no, for sure. It's like you're walking out of there pissed off. You don't even want to go into this locker room. You don't even want to associate yourself with them. It's yes. so funny because last year um, I got the chance to finally cover baseball and it was because of work. Um, and it was the Yankees ALCS. And I'm like, wow, it would have been nice. What this would have been nice to have gone for the Mets, but obviously, it yes. is. Yes, yeah, they battled against San Diego, and uh, we're never to be heard from again for twenty twenty two. Absolutely. Well, Erica, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Hopefully, somewhere down the road, we'll reconnect again. We'll chop it up about what's going on in sports. I know we talked about our teams and things of that nature, but next time we will certainly talk about the sports landscape. Get your ideas, thoughts, etc., opinions, and uh, once again, thank you so much. No, thank you so much, Jason. I appreciate your time. And um, thank you so much for having me as well. Many thanks. Once again, goes out to Erica Fernandez for sharing her story with me. And hopefully next time we'll have her for an even greater period as she had a lot to delve into, a lot to share. And it'll be interesting to get some certain topics off the table when it comes to the world of sports as I'm sure at some point down the road, we will have her back on to discuss. But as always, people, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for your contribution and participation and listening to what it is that I have to say about what goes on in the world of sports. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on wherever you get your podcast. Throw me a few stars, write a review, take a screenshot, send it to me, send it to the sports fan, the loved ones in your life who just can't get enough of sports because it'll go a long way as far as increasing the visibility of this podcast with all the others that are out there. So if you could do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. And if you want to hit me up, please do so at any of my social media accounts, whether it's YouTube, at JReels, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, the JReels podcast, Twitter, JReels1, just a number. And if you want to hit me up with a DM on any of those aforementioned platforms or the old-fashioned way by email at thejreelspodcast at gmail.com, I'll be more than happy to follow up with you guys and gals So please send any questions, comments, suggestions, whatever it may be, because whether you do or do not know, this is what I love to talk about, people. It's in the blood. It's in the DNA. S-P-O-R-T-S. All day, every day, night, day after day, week after week, month, year, decade. It doesn't matter. I've been doing this for many years, and I plan to take this to the zenith and beyond when it comes to producing, hosting, editing a podcast unlike any other. Because where else are you going to find a ton of different topics, a ton of different sports in roughly one hour. Or to even have someone like Erica Fernandez to grace us with her time and her experience to share with you. And that's what I mean. I want to go further, people. And without your contribution, nobody may know who the J Reels podcast or even yours truly is. So if you could do that, I'm going to continue to bring the pain week in and week out. We have another podcast coming at you tomorrow, so you definitely don't want to miss that. Because if you're unable to hear the fire passion, fury, and energy in my voice, then I don't know. I guess I got to take it up an octave higher to share my thoughts, opinions, feelings, analysis, critique, praise on anything and everything. 
That happens on the world of the diamond, ice, gridiron, hardwood, golf course, racetrack, tennis court, boxing ring, octagon, you name it. From my lips to your ears, from my heart to your soul, from where I am to wherever you are, the J Reels podcast always comes correct, direct, and in full effect. From the South Bronx to the South Beach to the South Center to the South Pacific and all points beyond, peace, love, and God bless everybody. And until tomorrow, the next time here on the J Reels podcast, on the flip, baby. <laughs>